1: gross, back from Havana. And,
0: and couldn't be happier, quite frankly. Good. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm recharged and I'm ready to go. You had a good vacation. I had an excellent vacation. One of the
1: best ones you've ever had, you said.
0: I think, in fact, it might be the best one Why I've ever that? had. Why uh, is that? You know what? It was just, I think the kids are a little older and... <laughs> you don't
1: have to babysit
0: them? You, you definitely don't have to. You have to sort of keep track of them as you would any passenger on a ship mm. to make sure they're still on the ship, but they, for the most part, uh, we hung out just as adults and drank and partied and went on excursions and we saw a Havana that I think we saw Cuba much different than most Canadians Mm. see. Um, It was not the resort area, it was actually Havana Mm. and uh, we, because of new regulations in the United States, we had to sign up for an eight hour excursion. Yes. Which we bailed on at about the six hour mark. (laughs) I would have two. (laughs) We just went up and said we're not doing this and (sighs) we're Canadian and we're just uh, we don't have to be babysat. So (laughs) it, it, Havana <laughs> we're, was, we're
1: Canadian. We don't have to be babysat. Well, okay. Americans are supposed
0: to be part of this excursion. Yes. We were only part of it because we arrived on an American mm-hmm. ship. But about six hours in, uh, the majority of our crew agreed that we'd we'd it's seen time enough But Did you enjoy sites. Havana? I did. And uh, funnily enough, it turned out to be the highlight of the trip for the wrong reason. But it was just one of those funny situations going into Havana was not I don't want to say difficult but it was a little cumbersome because they're screening Americans mm. and you know they're taking their time with everybody taking <laughs> pictures of everybody and going through the visas and that sort of thing but leaving should be relatively easy you just go through the ship but as we're leaving Havana to get back on the ship again hunter discovers he's lost his sail and sign card oh. And it can be easily replaced on the ship, except you can't get on the ship without it. Mm-hmm. You can't get past Havana's or Cuba's immigration. You see, I'm getting lower in my chair. There we go. <laughs> um, so we went up, and I talked to the immigration officer, who was lovely, by the way, just a lovely individual, and explained the situation, and it happens, and I, what you're supposed to do is I'm supposed to go on the ship, get another seal and sign card for him, come back off the ship, but she allowed us to proceed. Mm. And onto the ship we went, or towards the ship we went, and as we got to the the uh, whatever you call gangway I think it's called there was an officer I I think he's I'm I'm not sure of his rank I don't know what the stripes mean I I believe he's in charge of pools or (laughs) dessert I'm not really sure but he was just leaning on a rail and having a smoke and I I walked up and I said hey what's involved in getting my son's sale and sign card replaced and he went I don't know Is his name Hunter? (laughs) 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 And I said, in fact, it is. And he pulled it out of his pocket and said, this was found on the streets in Havana five minutes ago. Wow. So I guess another passenger had spotted it. Picked it it up. Yep. Knew that it was our ship. And so as they boarded, they handed it to this guy. And in the time that he had a smoke, we arrived. But it had been lost hours earlier. We don't know when over the six hours we lost it, but we lost it sometime mm. over those six hours. Mm. But it was discovered five minutes before we arrived. It was well, like,
1: it just like, it, that's, um, that's, there's a word we, for that, isn't there?
0: Yeah. Cur, cur, no, I, I can't think of the word. Something like that, yeah. But it was just one of those things that we ended up talking about for the rest yeah. of the trip, that how did fortuitous you, that Did was.
1: you like Grand Cayman? Yeah, we'd been before,
0: and we didn't arrange any kind of an excursion. So what we did is we just got off and said, Seven Mile Beach. Go. uh, And the guy said, do you want to go to whatever the name of the bar was? And uh, we said, yeah. And they took us there, and we got this little Jamaican kid, uh, even though it was Cayman. This little Jamaican kid came up and negotiated the price for five chairs. (laughs) And two umbrellas, and we basically just nice. just sat out on the beach, and it was it was lovely. Good. So it's good. It was a good trip, and I'm happy to be back.
1: There was a story I was reading today that says uh, taking holidays can add years to your life. It was a study.
0: Well, then I'm going to live forever.
1: Uh-huh. Out of the University of Helsinki. It was conducted. Uh, it was a 40-year study. Uh, with more than 20 really? or 1,200 um, uh, participants in it. But yeah, they looked at it over uh, a period of time and they're saying at least three weeks holidays a year can help you live longer. Huh. It started in the 70s, this uh, this study, and it says uh, those who took uh, fewer than three weeks off a year were more likely to die young oh. compared to those who took more off. I feel like I've taken the last and 30 was, years that off. That was in spite of maintaining a healthy diet and exercise. Really? So, yeah, the, so. the
0: key is not what you eat, but uh, where you eat it, I guess. <laughs> Because that's the thing, you know, I got a couple of uh, people who uh you know, took little you know, meant to be fun uh, swipes at me on uh, social media about how much uh, vacation time uh. I get and that kind of thing. Um but if you if you're hoping and I don't care if you are or you aren't really if you're hoping that I stay here for years to come, then that's the answer. Trips every I I I work for vacation. So I'm happy to to be here for the next 10 years, but I want to I want Take to do vacations. My
1: vacations. Talking about vacations, ladies and gentlemen, we have been waiting for this. We have been counting down mm-hmm. the days to about four twenty-five this afternoon <laughs> when all details of the six thirty Ched Afternoon News winter holiday will be unveiled.
0: Some describe it as the worst-kept secret in radio. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, but you know, we'll for those who don't know, we'll we'll put it out there at 4:20-ish, 25-ish. So we're going to do
1: 4:25. Okay. So what's going to happen is uh, we'll do chopper traffic mm. at 4:24. Yeah. Boom. Right out of that, you're going to hear something that you're going to go, mm, that sounds like vacation music. Yeah. And then we're going to give you all the details.
0: All the details. Plus a word of the day.
1: Plus a word of the day that Good. you're going to have to go somewhere and enter.
0: Excellent. <laughs> we'll know before 425 where that that is. We'll get the details.
1: Looking forward to it. It's
0: going to As be a fun this is, And again, I believe this to be probably our best trip ever. And they've all been great but uh, this is the one that we've asked for and this is the one that i'm most this is, excited that, this about. excited this
1: has been requested quite often so
0: by many of the people who've gone on our other trips yeah. so we made it happen this year now come join us yes
1: uh or when you're way in take your pick um on the show today we're going to talk about the Glen Rose uh, ride for courage as well it is on uh, monday so we'll have another edition of the hoot
0: but you know who else is going to be in studio today
1: Stephen Mandel.
0: That's right. Former mayor of uh, Edmonton and current leader of the Alberta Party will be in studio with
1: yeah, us. Yeah, wants to talk. Um, you know, we've been hearing a lot of uh, political response from everything that happened last week. And we thought, hey, you know what, who we haven't heard from? Mr. Mandel.
0: That's right. I was quite surprised. I actually, and maybe this was the reason it was such a great trip, I actually disconnected. <laughs> I did not check. I posted on social media. Didn't really check, but I didn't look yeah, at news you headlines. Post,
1: you didn't post very much on social media when you were away, which was quite surprising. Well, ship Wi Fi, but you know it's expensive.
0: It takes forever to upload a picture. But I, I just decided to disconnect and not read the yeah. news. So I was quite, quite surprised, mm. disappointed, of course, to learn uh, uh-huh. what had happened with the pipeline and the uh-huh. court's uh, decision. And uh, you know, I don't know. The, I guess if I had to sum it up in one word, frustrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, disappointed, disappointed, angry angry would be a good yeah. word as well this, it feels to me like this is not going to get done ever that's what it feels like to me because I think to find consensus among I, all parties will mm, be impossible.
1: I'm, I am not putting the nail in the coffin just yet. I think there, you know, there's going to be a delay, but I think um, uh, maybe what was a premature celebration uh, a couple of months ago um, yeah. is just simply that. I am hopeful that it'll get done, uh, incredibly hopeful that it'll get done. But I'll tell you something, the Trudeau government better buckle down and get, get moving on it.
0: Well, this is the reason you don't want me to be Prime Minister. I'll tell you that right well, now. Because you know what I would do, quite frankly? I Just and do it. I'm sure it's illegal. I would line up our troops from Edmonton to Burnaby and uh, start building it. And get the, get it done. Yeah. Well, we'll figure out the legalities of it later.
1: The Prime Minister is going to be on with Bruce Bowie tomorrow morning at 8.45. So you'll want to be listening uh, to that to see uh, what he has to say there and what's going on. I know there's, there's meetings underway today, but... Cheapers. There's been enough. You know, time. some people. You know, the judges in the case said, you know, if we if 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 we redo um, the uh, the consultation process with the Aboriginal groups, with the Indigenous groups, you know, we could get that done for five months. We could get things back moving again. Other people are saying it's going to be a year, year and a half, if not longer. So, mm. anyway, we'll talk with uh, Stephen Mandel about that uh, as well.
0: Get his take on it. Should be interesting. Like I say, I'm just, uh, I, I I just my jaw dropped when I read the story, and I just thought, really back to consultation again Uh, this is not going to get built until we get leaders with backbones
1: yeah but we haven't had any of them recently because the the pipeline hasn't been built in how long for the twinning of it
0: can i just say this and you know i'm not uh, you know i try not to be uh, what's the word partisan but if there's an issue that trudeau Embraces. If there's something, he'll hold town hall meetings. He'll talk about it with, you know, rights for this group or that group. He, he'll personally appear and his speeches will include something passionate about it or something insightful written by somebody else. But when it comes to this, what's he said? It's going to get built. That they're committed to it. That's like me saying, I'm going to, that's like my kids saying they're going to clean up their bedroom. <laughs> Stop telling me you're going to do that and go do that. And
1: just do it.
0: And, you know, there's a
1: lot so on the line and the, here. And the concern about, you know, the the NEB process and uh, they said it was broken uh, even before they were elected and we'll get in there, switch things up, obviously.
0: Well, when you start playing and the blame pe- game...
1: And some people are saying, though, well, no, the process is not broken. The process worked. It said, okay, this is what wasn't done properly. Now go do it properly.
0: Right. That is part of the checks and balances of a democracy is that the legal system takes a look and says it was done properly or not done properly. But... Let's be honest, there, the, there's a will, there's a lack of will to get this done, whether it's at the judiciary level or whether it's at the political level, there's a lack of will to get this done. And I don't know what it's going to take. And it, let's not forget that this was sort of the compromise. See, now I'm all wound up and I'm back on my first day. This was the compromise. We're not going to build... We're not going to go this yeah, way. Yeah, we're gonna not going to go, go east. Way. We're going to go that mm-hmm. way. We're, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, put the emphasis on that. We're going to get our product to Tidewater where everybody's in agreement and... Uh, you know, here we are again. So I'm frustrated, I think. Is, well,
1: you're not you know, alone. You yeah. uh, Trust me, you're not alone with being uh, frustrated. And I'm sure uh, Stephen Mandela is frustrated as well. We'll get his opinion on it. And i uh, really like to know what's going on with the Alberta party. Um, mm-hmm. What is, as, as as you prep for the next provincial election, what is their hopes there?
0: Yeah. You know, I that's uh, going to be an interesting conversation. Steve Mandela, veteran politician and a, you know, a great speaker, but my question, my number one question in my mind, mm-hmm. perhaps not my number one question for Mr. Mandela is uh are you the third horse in a two-horse race? That's my question. Because really I you know, unusual things can happen. The NDP formed a majority government in Alberta. So unusual things can happen, right? It feels to me like this is the the disenchanted portion of the old PCs. And and I don't mean to say that they're bitter but I mean to say that these are the PCs that got thrown out that have reunited to provide mm. a party. I, I don't know if they're a great alternative.
1: Um they might I, be, I think yeah. that they're more moderate definitely they're more moderate and i think that that is uh that is something that there are a number of people in this province looking for because you Agreed. have uh you have what appear to be uh, extremes you know this side or this side so look, give me something that's in the middle yes uh that is you know maybe uh fiscally conservatives a little more socially liberal and and let's get moving on it yeah, but, you're absolutely but my right. thing is is okay well what are you doing to get moving on it what are you doing to get to get uh, more attention to attract more people to your party what are you you doing to um, run people in every riding across uh, across this uh, province in the next election? Are you even going to be able to? What are you doing mm-hmm. to provide something else?
0: I think the big. I agree with everything you just said. I think the biggest challenge the Alberta Party faces is the fact that people like to back a winner. So when you look at how you think the election will turn out, there are those—not all—but there are those who say, "Okay, so it's going to be a this party, mm-hmm. so I better make sure my MLA is a member of that party because I want to be represented as broadly as possible in my writing. And I, want, I, I, my concern for the Alberta Party is that people may not feel they have a legitimate chance to form government, and therefore that could hurt them among those individuals who want to back a winner.
1: Well, here's the thing, though—not necessarily form part if form form government, but how about we get some bums in the seats to sure. um, have another voice in opposition. Yep, absolutely. Okay. It huh. feels good. Good. Yeah, I feel like I'm back on the bike
0: again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, it's Jalen and Andrew back together again on the uh, Tuesday edition of the 630 Chat Afternoon News. 224. <laughs>
0: On a Tuesday, by the way. On a
1: Tuesday already. How excited
0: are you for the fact that the Oilers will be in action in two weeks? How excited are you for that?
1: Well, I am excited about it.
0: I am as well. I don't really uh, care much about exhibition season, preseason, whatever you want to call it. Well, and
1: that's, you know, with all due respect, it's, you know, CFL's on. So that's been really great. NFL preseason has been on for, I don't know, about eight weeks now, it seems. Mm. Um, First game, comes up, I think, Thursday night, so now we're into it, now we're into it and this is good. Yeah, And that's kind of how I feel about hockey, it's just like let's get going. Well, yeah. Let's get past
0: kissing your sister and get to the real stuff. This preseason is nothing for me, but I mean, I'll watch because you want to sort of see, but you're not, you know, they're toying with lineups and, uh, you know, guys that you're watching won't be Mm -hmm. on the team and that kind of thing. Um, But I did see this about uh, this 40th anniversary, I didn't realize, the team's been around 40 years, that's yeah. fabulous. Uh, they're celebrating their 40th season with a fan event, a special retro jersey. So on several games, uh, November 29th against L.A., December 9th against Calgary, December 31st against Winnipeg, and March 7th against Vancouver, they'll have these jerseys. But it's one of those funny things, which I think is a great idea. That That's a great milestone, 40 years. Absolutely. And having a jersey specifically for it is wonderful as well brings back memories of better times but i think it is funny that the this is like many things where companies do whatever organizations do whatever and and then they're a little surprised by the reaction but they put the jersey out there and people are like isn't that the jersey we just got rid of (laughs) (laughs) isn't that the you know before we went orange orange and blue one yeah isn't that the blue jersey that we okay so maybe i don't know that was saved on somebody's computer, and they're like, "This one's already designed. Let's add a fortieth patch." But I mean, it's a cool-looking jersey. It's the jersey I prefer, honestly. The blue one.
1: I like. Well, I like the orange and blue one. Yeah, and the whole orange one.
0: Well, is I like a little the, too creamsicle for me. You know, I really enjoyed the orange jersey in the year in which it came out, and we had that orange crush, and mm-hmm. it was like that was exciting and uh-huh. there's part of me that almost wants to take that orange jersey and put it back in the closet and I, I know you can only have so many jerseys but I almost want to put it back in the closet until the next time we make the playoffs and then let's bring out the orange again but every time I see the orange now I'm like ah oh, remember the time they were in the playoffs <laughs> yeah I remember that remember we were at Roger's place and we were
1: remember when know. that song played
0: yeah remember <laughs> remember when the anthem microphone went out and who was it was singing the uh, anthem at the time our good friend country singer Brett Kissel Brett Kissel was singing and he had to get the audience to sing
1: mm-hmm. it was such a great yeah. such
0: a great year that's what that orange jersey reminds me of yeah well
1: yeah. hold on to those hold on to those good fuzzy yeah. warm orange vibes for sure that will be good for sure. It'll get better. Um, just as we head to the 230 News, do you remember this story from a few months ago? Um, and it was a a couple in New Jersey. Gee, this woman, she had ran out of... Um, Gas. You'll remember this once I get to it. She had run out of gas, okay. and a homeless guy. She finds yes. a homeless guy, and he gave her her last twenty dollars right. to, you know, fill up the tank, all yeah. that sort of stuff. And then in the weeks that followed, they would show up. Her and her husband would show up with, you know, food and a little bit of money here and there. And then they started a GoFundMe page for this guy. Mm-hmm. Ended up raise, raising four hundred thousand dollars. Really? Do you remember that? I do. Four hundred Well, guess what? Oh, the lawyers are involved now. Oh, what happened? Well, um, they say that... It was not proper um,
0: consultation.
1: That the the couple, Mm. the guy in question, the the homeless guy, uh, Bob, it is his name... Uh, jo- um, no, no. Johnny, Bob- No, nope, different one. Okay. Johnny Bobbitt. Um, he says that the two, Mark D'Amico and Katie McClure, have mismanaged a large part of the donations oh. raised for him. Oh, no. Uh, they're denying those claims, but say they're wary of giving him large sums because they fear he would buy drugs. Okay, ah. well... Mm. Okay, um, so the judge the judges ordered the couple transfer the money into an escrow account yeah. by the end of the business week last week, and hire a forensic accountant to review the financial records within ten days. Now, four hundred grand was was there. Um, apparently, there's one hundred fifty thousand dollars left of it. Oh, what? Why? Don't know,
0: like after the lawyers uh-huh. or
1: no? I don't know. Oh. No. she says there's still about one hundred fifty thousand dollars in there, and uh, D'Amico has said uh, Bob it spent twenty five grand in less than two weeks in December on drugs, in addition to paying overdue legal bills and sending money money to his family. Well, he can send money to his family. Yeah, of course, it's his money.
0: It's his money. That's right.
1: You raised it for him.
0: I, I do understand their concern. I do understand concern regarding.
1: Drugs, Drugs yeah, and specific, alcohol and, and
0: anything else. And you want to make sure that he gets you know whatever help mm-hmm. he needs that caused him to be homeless mm-hmm. in the first place. right? So you want to address that. I'm not sure that a couple in New Jersey are the right people to oversee Wait, to that account. To be
1: taking care of it, so put it somewhere else. Yeah, but, yeah, I think
0: at the point at which it started to accumulate anyway. serious cash, you should have probably gone to somebody to administer.
1: Just kind of, I thought, oh, oh okay, because what? You raise a whole bunch of cash and thinking, mm, I'm going to use a little bit of that on our own too? That's... I, I, I'm not saying...
0: No, but it's I'm such human there's people nature. that who are it's such saying. human nature, though, right? I mean, that if somebody donates a hundred dollars and it goes to the homeless guy, somebody donates a hundred thousand, suddenly you're thinking mm, mm-hmm. twenty-five thousand might change my life as mm-hmm. well. The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.